Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel R. Harris. I own and run a Good Feeling Dog Training, which is based in Denver, Colorado. But as many of you know, we also work with people virtually. And I am so happy to have you all listening today. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to talk about dogs who are six months old. And that's mainly because I have a dog who is six months old. (laughs) So if you are new to the podcast, we have an American staff. Uh, terrier puppy named Spicy and she just turned six months old and you know what she's been a real delight but things are starting to shift and she's becoming less delightful so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell, tell you all about that in today's episode but before we jump into talking about Spicy I wanted to thank all of you wonderful people who have left reviews on this podcast I literally read all of them and I have to say that I'm I'm really just so grateful for all of you because there's literally only like two bad reviews on this whole podcast and those were for things that um don't really matter to me. And you know what? If you have something negative to say about this podcast, you're allowed to leave reviews too. But hey, if you really like this podcast and maybe you want to share what you like about this podcast, what you've gained from this podcast, it would be amazing. Not only does that positively reinforce my behavior, but that also makes it so that other uh, dog guardians can find this podcast because you, beautiful listener, took time out of your day to leave a review. So thank you so much for everyone who left reviews. I really, really appreciate you. Uh, things are pretty great here in Colorado. You know, it's February, so it's like that weird time of year where it's still winter, but like it's gonna be spring eventually. And you know what? We're just leaning into it. We're getting out, we're moving our bodies, we're doing lots of walks, we've been doing several hikes. Uh, many of you know I support a wolf sanctuary here in Colorado, and I've been spending quite a bit more time up there as they get prepared to move to their new facility. So I have not only been training my own dogs and working with my virtual clients, my in-person clients, but I've also been doing a lot of work at the sanctuary. So I am living my best life. I love being a professional dog trainer. I love working with awesome people and I love working with all of the animals at the Wolf Sanctuary. So things, they're good here. So let's jump into today's episode, shall we? So I wanted to talk about six months old because I think that it is a really pivotal pivotal moment in development in our dogs. And so many of my clients feel like their their dogs were like perfect as like six months old puppies. And then things really started to shift and change over the next six months. So if you are new to this podcast, I have done a lot of episodes talking about teenage dogs. And that's basically where we're at now, right? Spicy is six months old and we're really kind of transitioning out of the like baby puppy into more of the teenage age range. And it is not all bad, but it is a little bit more challenging. I have found 
spicy to be pretty easy up until this point. I've done a couple episodes talking about spicy, so if you haven't listened to those, you can kind of go back. Um, but you know, the realities of life with a puppy and then, um, being nice to puppies. Those are the most recent episodes where I talk about spicy, but, uh, I also have a couple episodes from a couple years ago talking about surviving your teenage dog. So we'll be sure to link all those up in the show notes so that you can find those. So if you have a baby puppy, we've got some episodes for you, but if you have a six month old puppy who's transitioning into teenage dumb, this podcast episode is definitely for you. So, you know, I spent a lot of time and energy over the last four months working on primarily socialization and primarily my relationship with the puppy, right? So socialization being exposing her to people, places, and things, making sure she felt neutral and or excited about those things, and then just really focusing on building that trust and relationship between Spicy and I, right? So it's a lot of snuggling, a lot of playing together, a lot of things that aren't necessarily training her skills. It's more developing that bond between the two of us. And we slayed the last four months. I mean, seriously, I did everything I ever could have dreamed of in her early socialization window. If you have a young puppy, uh, please check out our free puppy course, Puppy Priorities. Uh, It's going to give you a lot of really valuable insight that's going to be a game changer for your puppy. I have to give a shout out to a client right now. Her name is Brenda and she has a wonderful dog named Benny who I've worked with a lot over the years. And she sent me a message on Instagram today. She spends a lot of time volunteering with a lot of rescues here in Colorado. And the post today was talking about how behavior problems really are like the biggest reason why dogs are surrendered to shelters. And a lot of these dogs did go into homes as puppies, but they didn't get the benefit of a lot of socialization. And now these puppies are turning into teenagers around the six month age range and people are feeling overwhelmed and like they can't deal with them and they're getting surrendered. And my wonderful client, Brenda, was just, you know, saying thank you so much for educating the public about socialization. And it was honestly such a feel good moment. Like, thank you, Brenda, for sending me that message. It means a lot. But Sometimes I forget, right, that like all of you beautiful people out there who love dogs maybe just aren't dog experts and you just don't realize how important the puppy's early socialization window is and how critical that is. And, you know, it's like you get through that, right? Maybe you have been socializing, you've been doing all the things, but now we're getting to teenage dumb and you're still like, what the hell, right? Like, why is this dog still so hard? So, You know, eight weeks to six months is really, really important. But in my experience, it's a little bit easier, like the potty training and getting them to sleep through the night and bonding with them and getting them in a routine and stuff like that. I find that to be easier, right? Like from my perspective, I felt that to be pretty easy with spicy. But there are a lot of things that I'm noticing that are starting to change as she is starting to mature, Right. And these are all normal. None of these things you wouldn't expect from a six month old puppy, but still, right? I'm having to live the days in and days out with her and these behavior changes. So I wanted to talk about some of the specific behaviors that are changing, but I also want to let all of you wonderful people listening know that six months to a year old is usually a pretty 
challenging time in dogs, right? Because they have more energy, they are sleeping less, typically they're gaining more confidence, they're trying more things. And I think that this is a time where we kind of start to come to terms with like, okay, we don't have this tiny baby puppy anymore, but they're still kind of young, but they're getting bigger. And we're starting to see some behaviors come up that aren't going to be sustainable as they become an adult. This is normal. This doesn't mean that we need to do a 180 and start like bullying our puppies and being really cruel to them when they're doing things that worked before. But this is a time where we need to shift things not dramatically, but we still need to shift things so that we're preparing our now teenage dogs for the inevitabilities of their life with us, okay? So I I have noticed so significantly over like the last two and a half weeks, Spicy starting to shift the way she views the world. Not in a bad way, but I can literally see her starting to notice, process, give more thought to things that she didn't notice before, right? This is normal. It's very normal for like in that socialization window for the puppies to be like, oh, we're places, there's people, there's things, there's not a big deal. But as they start to mature, they start to be like, wait a minute. Okay, so I've seen this before, but now I'm kind of seeing it in a different way. Now I'm kind of absorbing and feeling a little bit differently about it than I did before. This is normal, but this is a really important time where we start to shift how we're supporting our puppies as they're starting to mature so that we can prevent some things that may be developing they're going to be I don't want to say problematic but not sustainable as they age okay so six months old is six months to a year is a pretty common time for dogs to be surrendered to the shelter for this very reason okay obviously spicy's going nowhere (laughs) she's gonna stay here for forever but generally speaking right like this is when we start to see people realize they're in over their head so my hope for you if you are listening and you have a six-month-old dog is that If they are new to you, you're like doubling down. You're like, we're going to do whatever it takes. But if they've been with you for a while, hopefully these puppies have benefited from socialization and some early training so that we can really guide them over the next six months. So like I said, I am doubling down with kindness and really thoughtful training plans and management. That's what I'm doubling down on, okay? I think that... I don't even think, I know, right? Like I've seen so many of my clients start to shift the way they interact with their puppies because now they're getting big and we think, okay, they're big, they're mature, they can understand. But please remind yourself that your dog's brain is not fully formed until they're about to. It depends on the dogs, but generally speaking. So while Spicy is six months old, she's still got a baby brain in there, but she is getting bigger and she is getting more confident. So I am having to shift things around to accommodate that, but none of that includes bullying or being a jerk to the puppy unnecessarily. So I want to talk about some specific behavior changes that I'm seeing in Spicy right now and tell you how I'm working through that. Everyone, I love this podcast. I love that it's free. But remember, this podcast is never supposed to substitute specific training advice from a professional trainer who has all of the information about what's happening with your puppy, with your life and your world. Okay, so hopefully this can give you some good insights. But remember, these specifics are never supposed to be a substitute for talking with a professional trainer. 
So something that I have definitely started noticing over the last couple of weeks is that spicy is starting to boof. <laughs> boof is like a, a bark, but it's kind of low key and it's more of a like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to try boofing and see what happens. <laughs> and this is really normal, especially in the six month age range is that puppies, the puppies who are turning into teenagers are starting to realize that they have a bark and they can use it sometimes and they're just trying to experiment with it. So I'm not terribly worried about the boofing, but I am noticing it come up. The boofing is happening in a couple of places. So it's happening when we are out on a walk and sometimes she sees people. If she's kind of like surprised by them, she's doing some boofing initially. This is normal. She kind of got surprised. Generally speaking, Spicy really likes people, but in this particular context, it's elicting some boofing from her. And I think that the real fuel for this behavior is she's just a little bit conflicted. She's like, wait a minute, there's a person over there. Do I care about that person? Do I not care about that person? How should we handle this? So if you're starting to see your dog bark and or boof or woof <laughs> at things that didn't bother them before, this is normal, right? So don't, so don't be terribly worried about that. I'm also noticing her starting to boof at certain animals. So deer, elk, we randomly saw some donkeys on a hiking trail. She's starting to boof at those things too. I think it's because she's just a little fearful. She's not really sure how she's supposed to respond to those things. So she's just kind of trying out the boofing. So I'm doing a couple of things to deal with this boofing in real time. One, I am doing my best to give her some time to process while also offering my emotional support. So I'm doing a lot of talking her through it, right? So today we were in a parking lot. Someone got out of their car. She did some boofing. And all I did was just reassure Spicy, like, yeah, that's just a person, right? We see people out here. Sometimes it's not a huge deal. That was enough for her just to kind of check in with me. And I gave her a reinforcement and we were able to just kind of move on. So I'm not doing anything fancy except for just being there for her and recognizing like, yeah, I know there is a person there. That is kind of a weird thing that you're starting to notice, but it's not a big deal. We like people. You are safe. And that has been going a long way for troubleshooting the boofing. But there have also been some other particular circumstances where that wasn't enough. Me talking her through it was not decreasing the boofing. So I also do a couple other strategies, right? Sometimes I just redirect her. She loves find it, which is I just say find it and I toss a treat and she's like, ooh, I'm going to go find it. So I've been using that as a redirect. And then I've also been doing a little bit of counter conditioning. So helping her understand that if she notices a person, that actually is the predictor that a food reinforcement is coming. So I've kind of been doing a combination of those three things, talking her through it, redirecting her and doing some counter conditioning. And those things have been really effective. It's normal for dogs to go through what's labeled as a fear period in this age range. And I think that's definitely happening for Spicy. Not that she's like overly fearful, but I think she's starting to question like, is it okay to feel okay about this? And I'm just doing my best to support her in that.
right? So yeah, if you're starting to see your dog like doing more barking, boofing at things, that's normal, but we don't want to punish that, okay? Because if we start punishing that, we're really confirming for the dog like, yeah, you should be worried about that because once you see that and you start boofing, then your human's going to start being unkind and tugging at your leash and telling you no, that's only going to add more fear, okay? So please resist the urge to punish the boofing or the barking because it's not actually going to lead to the behavior changes that you want to see. Another thing that has definitely been coming up is that Spicy has been trying more behaviors in play with Waylon, which are not always really nice or really productive. So she's really taken to like grabbing him by the neck and not letting go. <laughs> this is normal, right? It's, it doesn't mean that, that anything is wrong with Spicy. She is a bully breed, so she's naturally more inclined to try a little bit more intense play. And Waylon is not been super clear at telling her he doesn't love that, right? Like he hasn't been correcting her or anything. So I have really been doing a lot of stepping in and a lot of redirecting. Your six-month-old puppy, it's really normal that we're going to see them try new things in play and maybe try and practice some behaviors that we're not in love with. It's normal for bully breeds to try bullying behaviors. She's not trying to be a jerk. She's just trying, right? Like, hey, what about this? So we've been doing a lot of redirecting, just saying her name, doing nose touches, doing find it's. Um, and I've seen her trying these behaviors with other dogs too. So my sister-in-law has a dog, Penny, who loves other dogs, but she can be a bit fearful. And that's something that we have been really proactive about preventing Spicy from bullying Penny because Penny is not a dog who's going to tell her to stop. She's just going to take it and be like, oh, oh my God, what's happening here? So we've had to be really proactive about navigating those interactions. So if your dog has been doing really well with dogs up until this age, but you're starting to see them push and maybe bully and maybe do some behaviors that we're not in love with, my suggestion would be not to stop dog interactions, but just remember that these dog interactions are going to take a little bit more diligence on your part than maybe they did before. This isn't forever and always, right? I'm putting in all this time and energy now so that as Spicy continues to age and then she turns into an adult, she has really good skills. She hasn't been practicing these behaviors that I'm not in love with, right? So her and Waylon are still playing really nicely, but I can see her, like, especially in the evenings when I know she needs to wind down, but she's just rubbing herself up anyways. And Waylon is like, um, can you come get this puppy? I'm doing a lot of redirecting. So last night, for example, this was happening, right? It was the evening. Spicy was like rubbing up and she was like, Waylon, let's be effing crazy. And I was like, please don't do that. I just got out some licky mats, put some peanut butter in the licky mats, redirected both of those. Once she was done with the licky mat, she settled down nicely. Okay, so this is definitely a behavior that I'm noticing her do with other dogs, and I'm just working really hard to redirect her. Another behavior change that has been transpiring over the last couple of weeks is that Spicy has been really into eating all kinds of things off of the ground when we are walking, including goose poop and cat poop and things that I'm not in love with her doing. If you follow us over on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, I posted a couple of things about this recently, but 
to give you some insight, I'm doing a couple of things. One, we're really working on the behavior of leave it. I did a reel on this. You can kind of see how I started. Leave it means stop what you're doing and check in with me. So we've been doing a ton of that um, at home in training sessions that I've also been really trying to work on that out in the world. We've also just been working on her response to her name as a redirect. And in addition to those training skills, I've also just been really proactive about trying to manage the route that, that we're walking so that hopefully there's not a goose poop buffet and I can at least redirect her and prevent her from eating some of that. I am not successful at getting her to stop eating every single time. It's like the goose poop is everywhere. It's very hard, but she is successfully responding to a couple of leave it. She will respond to her name and you know that mixed in with trying to vary our roots. It hasn't been too much of a problem. It is something that's happening, but it's something that we're working on. Okay. So um, it's very normal for puppies into teenage dumb to want to put everything in their mouth. That is normal. So I have high hopes that some of this behavior she will grow out of. But in the meantime, I still have to deal with it, right? Like I still have to prevent her from gorging herself in goose poop. So yeah, I'm just trying to be proactive about working on some trained skills while also just changing up our walking route so she doesn't have as much many opportunities to practice it. Another behavior that's coming up is what she's doing in the car. So in my car, I have a like dog hammock in the back seat. I know a lot of you are familiar with those, but the one I had was kind of old. So she could still stand on the center console because the zipper in the uh, hammock was broken and it was driving me bonkers. She constantly wanted to stand there and I was constantly pushing her back and pushing her back. And, you know, I did a training session with some treats and reinforcing her for getting back and that was semi-successful. But what I ended up doing was just buying a new hammock that has a zipper that can prevent her from standing on the console like is driving me crazy, right? So a lot of solutions in this age range aren't necessarily training. It's usually just management and changing the setup so that your dog can be more successful, right? So that's a behavior I wasn't in love with in the car. I just changed up the setup and that worked beautifully. Today, she rode in the car. She never once tried to get on the console. She's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to hang out back here right? And I think it would be really easy to push and be like, she's getting more stubborn and she's not listening. And that's not what's happening, right? Like Spicy's not behaving in these ways to frustrate me. She's just trying new things, which I want her to try new things. That's a good thing. But as she's trying these new things, I have to make tweaks and pivots to the plan to accommodate those things, right? And best case scenario, we're doing those things pretty quickly after some of the behaviors we're not in love with are coming up, especially at this age range, because I don't want her to practice standing on the center console. She got a little bit of practice, but we changed up the setup in the car and that's working beautifully. Okay, so that's another change in behavior that I'm starting to see. Another behavior change that we're really starting to notice and we're really starting to troubleshoot is the jumping up right? In her early days, any interaction with us was fine. She wanted love. She wanted pets. We we're going with it. Some of that included jumping. We just let it be. But as she continues to get bigger, and honestly, as her paws continue to get muddy because of the changing seasons, my partner and I have really been diligent about reinforcing her for having four feet on the floor and redirecting her when she's jumping up. 
So a skill we've been working on is off, right? She jumps up, I point to the ground, she gets off, she gets reinforced for that. So we're helping her understand the benefit of getting off of whatever she's jumped on, right? We've been really proactive about that. But we've also been really proactive about trying to get her the attention that she desires while all four feet are on the floor. Spicy will likely be in like the 50, 60 pound range. And generally speaking, we don't mind if our dogs jump, right? That doesn't really bother us. But the level of jumping, the frequency of jumping has been really consistent. So that's why we're working on it, right? Your puppy may not be jumping that much. This might not be an issue, but I wanted to share specifically what's coming up for Spicy, right? Something else that I'm noticing is that she's kind of jumping up at people on the trails when we're out hiking, which I'm not in love with, right? Like don't really want her to jump up at people. So what I've really been doing is being proactive about just doing some find it's as we pass people. So she's, she still notices the people are there. She's not surprised, but I'm giving her something more productive to do with her time. We also are not allowing a ton of on leash interaction with strangers because I know she's just going to jump. So that's something that we were allowing before, but now she's kind of providing this jumping behavior that we're not in love with, we're kind of dialing back, right? And that's to prevent her from getting too excited and continuing to practice the jumping so that we have more opportunity to practice the, we pass people, we look for cookies on the ground. We pass people, we look for cookies on the ground. Once that is more established, then I will probably open it up and let her interact with people more. But for now, she's not making great choices. So we're just taking that off of the table, which is something we will revisit now. And I think that that's a very common theme in this age range, age range, especially the six months to the one year is that we're probably going to be dialing back on some things that we're doing with the dog, some things we're allowing them to do, but that doesn't necessarily mean forever and always, right? We're going to make some small tweaks and pivots now so that as they're adult, we can let these things open again. I want Spicy to be able to greet people on the trails. That's something that I'm going to allow, but for now, she needs more practice of doing a different behavior when we pass people. Once that's more practice, then we'll open it up to saying hi to people on the trail again. Okay. Something else that's starting to come up is that she's definitely starting to pull on leash more, which she had not been doing really at all, right? Until this point. So I've done a couple of things to troubleshoot the pulling on leash. So one, I have been doing a lot of reinforcing for response to her name. So if she really starts to pull, I can literally just say her name. She will look at me. That is alleviating some of the leash pressure and that's working beautifully. And then I've also been working on teaching her the foundational behavior of walking at my side on cue. It's something that we've been working on since she was just a tiny baby, and it's really starting to translate really nicely. So she's not pulling all the time, but when she starts to pull, I've definitely been doing some stopping and waiting until she looks at me. I'm feeding for that, reinforcing her for walking with me. And I'm not expecting her to walk perfectly on a six-foot leash. We've been doing a lot of long leash, sniffy walks, and she's not pulling there. But when she has to be on a shorter leash. That's when I'm really doubling down on leash pressure does not make you go forward. Response to your name can earn reinforcement. If you can walk at my side and keep that leash loose, there's going to be a lot of good reinforcement for you, right? So not pulling on leash is absolutely a priority for me. And now that we're seeing more leash pulling coming up, we're just dealing with it as we go. 
The last behavior that has definitely been coming up, and I, I do think that this is starting to drop off a little bit, is the, the biting and mouthing when she's overly excited, and especially during play, that's still happening. She has all of her adult teeth now, which is wonderful, but the biting is still coming up. So what I've done with the biting is twofold. One, I've been really proactive about making sure that she has lots of appropriate things to chew on. She loves like hard plastic toys, like the Bene bones and stuff like that. So we're making sure she has a ton of access to chew on those, right? She definitely needs a chew outlet. That is something that I am noticing for this puppy and that's really most dogs is that they need a really good chew outlet. So we're doing bully sticks, we're doing marrow bones, we're doing frozen Kong. So I'm making sure that at least once a day she has an outlet to do some really good hard chewing and that's going a long way for um, preventing those behaviors from coming up in places where I don't want them to. So it is very normal for dogs who turn six months old to start what society would say pushing boundaries, being more naughty. All of those things are coming up. I don't like those labels. I think that um, from my perspective, what's happening is that Spicy is gaining more confidence. She's trying new, new things, which are all normal. It's all normal behavior that we want to see. I want her to be confident. I want her to try new things. But I'm also just having to be really careful to manage her so that she's not confidently trying new things too many times that are becoming a habit that I'm not in love with. Spicy has typically been really good in our house as far as like having access to things. But over the last couple of weeks, she definitely has been trying behaviors that we're not in love with. So chewing on the corner of a rug, trying to open cabinet doors, um, you know, putting her paws on surfaces we don't want them to be on. And in all honesty, what I'm doing for those for the most part is really just using a lot of management. If she's not capable of making good choices, I'm not giving her access. So that might be a time where I put her in her crate with a Kong. Um, I might just redirect her to something appropriate. She still loves playing with her toys. So sometimes when she's trying to chew on the corner of that rug, I'm still just redirecting her like, hey, you want to come chew on this toy over here with with me and for the most part she's been really successful if she's not successfully redirectable that's when I'm using more formal management I might close doors I might put her in her crate and that's been working really really well uh, that level of management is so necessary for a dog this age right do not set your puppy up to fail if your puppy has already been practicing chewing on your rug and jumping on the counter and you leave the house and you give them free reign of the house they are going to continue to practice those behaviors, right? So this is absolutely an age range where we want to give our puppies very few opportunities to practice unwanted behavior. Spicy is still created at night. She is still created when we are not home because I know that she would try things that I'm not in love with and I don't want her to do that, right? So management is a huge part of successfully navigating this age range while also continuing to build that bond in the relationship with your puppy and teaching them really useful life skills and reinforcing the crap out of those behaviors out in the world. So everyone, I hope that this podcast was helpful. If you have a new puppy, they are eight to 16 weeks old. We have a full 
puppy course. It's called Puppy Priorities. I walk you through every single thing you should be working on from your eight to 16 week old puppy. This is a critical socialization window and you need to capitalize on that. If you've already capitalized on that socialization window and now you're reaching teenage dumb, welcome. I am here too. And you know what? It's going to be just fine. Your puppy is going to make it through teenage dumb and you're going to love them and they're going to turn into wonderful adult dogs. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a beautiful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.